And welcome to episode 230 of Live at the Hive Digital Marketing from the Trenches. I am your host, Dan Nadelko. Uh, and today we've got a very special guest. We've got uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Tyler Lassard uh, from Vidyard. <laughs> oh no, don't pshaw me. I've, I remember your humble beginnings in marketing, and now you're a, a worldwide social media superstar with sales feed. So, Tyler, please take a second and, and introduce yourself to everybody. Tell us, everyone, a little bit about yourself. Oh, Dan, it is such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, and thanks for listening out there and watching everyone. My name is Tyler Lassard. I am VP Marketing here at Vidyard. We are a video technology company. We provide video hosting and management tools for marketing teams. We provide video messaging tools for sales and other groups. And uh, I've been here for just over eight years. I've had a chance to live at this intersection of video and business. So it's been a heck of a ride and a lot of fun things that I've been able to learn along the way. And on the personal side, I am a proud father of four uh, kids who keep me incredibly busy outside of the office. And we're currently recording while I am in Chicago at the Sales Assembly event. So lots going on, Dan. Absolutely. And and uh, shout out to I've got four kids as well. So we can get together and, and tear up neighborhoods. So all of you <laughs> listening, you don't have to have any kids. You're good. We, we got you covered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've taken over the census. We're fine. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, and first of all, I want to say thanks to Tyler. This was like the amazing race of getting your, your tech setup done, uh, you know, tethered to a phone, I guess, <laughs> in your hotel room in, in the Windy City. So thanks so much for doing this. Uh, we really appreciate it. Cool. So when you started, I, I you know, I, being old as I am, um, I remember the days of the Vidyard greenhouse, you know, when there were eight, eight or 10 people sitting in a very drafty room. Um, maybe a little bit like right now it seems so obvious right like um use video for sales use video for marketing use video for everything social media but you know eight years ago when you started out it feels like maybe you were on the ice planet hoth just to give the sales feed star wars a shout out there um maybe tell everybody a little bit about what it was like at the beginning and and how that progression um has 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 what you've seen over the last eight years yeah well you know what it's been as a marketer, it's been an amazing opportunity because when I joined just over eight years ago, the use of video, even on websites and in marketing programs, um, was still very minimal for most businesses. And the idea of video in sales wasn't even really a thing yet. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, you know, to imagine uh, a time when even video conferencing didn't work. So it was the very early days for video and business. Now, of course, YouTube was, was massive already and lots of consumer companies. But we, you know, we made the bet that more and more marketing teams in B2B businesses, in sort of the broader market, would be investing more in video content as it became more accessible, um, you know, less expensive to create. And as the world mm -hmm. just kept moving more and more towards online interactions. And mm -hmm. thinking that, you know what, like something's got to give here. Video is the best way to tell stories. It's the best way to educate people. It's the best way to make connections with people when you can't be there in person. So we really felt it was inevitable that video was going to become a mainstream part of how we do business, both in on-demand content as well as live. 
And uh, we built a video platform that was really designed for organizations in that vein, um, not designed for, you know, YouTube or something else, but to really own the video experience of the content you're putting out. And so we did have the opportunity to really build that up as a category to establish ourselves as thought leaders and product leaders in the world of video and business. Mm. And that uh, has recently dovetailed into tools for sales teams, as you alluded to, for uh, recording and sending video messages and beyond. So it's been a really exciting uh, evolution. But again, to be a marketer and have the opportunity to be a part of building a category and establishing yourselves uh, and your people as leaders is, uh, is an incredible thing that none of us should take for granted when we have that opportunity. Yeah, for sure. No, and, and, and I think it's really interesting, mm-hmm. the growth of Vidyard. Um, and I, I would also like to touch on this um, a connection between marketing and sales, which mm-hmm. I've always believed is super important. And, and, and what you folks and, and what you're doing is really making that connection. But just to take a step back, when, when you folks entered the, the, the category, by no means was barren, right? There was the YouTube, there's Vimeo, yeah. and you've got some, you know, in, in some, some heavy hitting competition as well in, in companies like Wistia, uh, yeah. but you managed to find this, this lane, this corridor, mm-hmm. and kind of, like you say, define yeah. a category that didn't even exist at that point. Was that strategic? Uh, did, was that something that you saw from the beginning or was it a bit of pivoting here and there to kind of work its way through? Yeah, no, there, there were certainly pivot moments. You always, you know, love to look back and go, oh, we knew it all right from the beginning, yeah. but probably never actually happens that way. And, and, and in fact, the, the start of Vidyard, uh, you know, the team, actually the small team, the founders were originally doing video production services for B2B businesses. And they realized that they needed a better system for publishing those videos, for owning the playback experience, because in most cases, they were still just embedding a YouTube video on their own website, which led to all sorts of um, problems. And mm-hmm. so they built out a video player to be able to customize the video experience and to be able to track better analytics. Um, but originally, their target audience or our target audience as Vidyard was production agencies who would adopt mm-hmm. our player as part of what they sold downstream to clients. And we felt like, oh, all these production agencies are going to want to use our video player because it's going to give them better analytics. Um, it's going to show them real engagement metrics and be able to help them prove to their clients you know, how great the videos are. And um, it turned out that it didn't go that way. You know, The agencies weren't ready to really be technology providers, if you will, and they were so focused on the content. So we did you know, pivot into the marketing teams themselves, and we found an early opportunity in B2B specifically and very tech-savvy organizations. We found this, this opportunity to say, hey, if we could add into our analytics suite the ability to identify who's watching these videos, and push that data into your marketing automation system, which back at the time was actually Eloqua, was our first integration for all of you listening. If you remember Eloqua, which uh, shortly thereafter became uh, Oracle, um, their marketing cloud suite. But uh, that was really where we then went deep. And we went, we found this opportunity integrating with Eloqua, their community really got attracted to it. But what was interesting as part of that process was as we realized this narrow laneway and saying, hey, if we can build the best video stack for companies who use Eloqua and we can integrate deeply back into their system, not only does it give us a very clear differentiator, but 
Equally important, it also gives us a very clear community of people to market and sell to. Sometimes mm -hmm. having those constraints and saying, you know what, if we focus all of our energy selling to Eloqua customers, in some ways you may feel it's very limiting, but in other ways it's actually very liberating because you can go focus in on that. You know those people inside and out, you know where they, mm -hmm. where they live online, you know what events they go to, and that can really be an effective strategy. So we built up initially on a base of Eloqua customers, and then we built a Marketo integration, and we built up a community there. And we mm -hmm. started to expand out from that, but it was an interesting strategy that did, you know, turn a little bit as we went. Yeah, no, that's that that's really. I, I always look back on and when I see the just from a distance watching the progression of Vidyard, um, it's that old. You know, the straight line is not exactly straight, but you get to the point where you're at. <laughs> um, um, and and I think you know the 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 really smart thing that was done there, and it, it, marketers I think are <clears throat> notorious for this. Um, I think it's in our nature is to, to kind of do all the things. Let's do all the things because, you know, you would sit there and say, hey, Vidyard, this has unlimited potential, which which it right. does. Right. I mean, this is the future. Um, yeah. But then, you know, like and, and marketers especially will say, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. And to say, hey, no, you know what? Niche down. Let's get this our arms around this and then we can move on um, is a is a great way to approach not just the, the progression of Vidyard, but I think, you know, any agency or any yeah. marketing program, um, et cetera. You know, uh, the other interesting thing, and, and we can maybe touch on this, is there's a bit of a, you started out kind of enterprisey, like you're saying, with Eloqua, yes. like Eloqua is not cheap, right? So yeah. you're bigger tech savvy organizations, as you're saying. And it's interesting, you almost flipped it on its head because, you know, companies like, say, Hootsuite, for example, started out with freemium, and then you, mm -hmm. you know, you progressively upgrade, kind of went, in a sense, backwards, because now you've got, which I think is, uh, well, it's a tool I use several, I use it for all sorts of things. But uh, the, the, the Chrome, uh, the Vidyard, well, I was going to say go video, but I'm probably dating myself, right? <laughs> the current name. Um, but your Chrome, your Chrome plugin for sales is, um, is great. One, from my perspective, it's so dead simple. I don't have to launch another app. I can just go get it done. Yeah. So one, maybe talk about the, a little bit about the genesis of that. Like where did that mm -hmm. start and what was the ideation? And then the impact, um, like you're saying, you pivoted into uh, sales teams as well yeah. and, and that impact it can have on sales. Yeah. Yeah, that's been a really interesting um, evolution for our business was moving from a top down enterprise sales motion um, to not away from that, but then complementing that with a freemium bottoms up approach to the market. And we two things happened that that really sparked driving that strategy. One was we found an opportunity to build a product that lent itself well to that kind of experience. And so in this case, as you're referring to the, um, you know, our Chrome extension and we have a desktop app and, and other ways to do it. At the end of the day, it's a Vidyard personal account that somebody can click the button, record or upload, but typically they're recording a video using their webcam or the screen share. And then as soon as it's recorded, it's ready to be shared either, you know, via link, via email or, you know, posted somewhere as need be. And it's something that we were able to create a really simple user experience around 
that was also very approachable for a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So we, we had a product that fit that model well. And at around the same time, um, you know, we, we became absolutely convinced that the future of most SaaS technology was going to, it was going to have to be a freemium model. Not everybody can do it, but most companies can. And it just really comes back to the shifting expectations of customers and buyers these days. Mm. You know, like all of us, we need to we need to spend more time taking cues from our own personal lives of how we interact with brands and companies and our own habits to you know understand how are these going to continue to influence the way business goes in the future. Right. I mean, it started with us for like video. It's like all of us watch an innate amount of video, uh, incredible amount of video every day. It's it's seems obvious that that's going to become a part of how we do business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, similarly, you know, most of the things that we do, if like apps that we use and things like that, and even business products, something usually we try first. And then if we really like it, then we upgrade and we buy. Mm-hmm. So that all kind of came together to say the market's moving this way. We have a product that fits that model really well, and we um, and we and we started, of course, to put it out there. Now, the really important thing to understand, and, and again, as marketers, as business leaders, uh, you know, whomever is is watching right now, is that don't mistake a freemium model with SMB sales. Right, our freemium model is the biggest driver of our enterprise deals today. Right. So the two don't conflict, right? Initially, our sales team was very worried about it. They said, you're going to cannibalize my opportunities. You know, this isn't an enterprise thing. You know, I don't want these like small mom and pop shops. But now they understand we're sending them leads of accounts where there are 20 different free Vidyard users and are, you know, in a company like, you know, let's say um, an Oracle, right? Uh, Mm -hmm, We go, mm -hmm. hey, there's like 20 free Vidyard users in this sales team at Oracle, we'll pass that over to our account rep. And they'll, they'll, they're like, this is the best possible lead I can get, right? It's an account <laughs> that's already using the product. You know, mm-hmm. like, we're like, yeah, you better close this. Like, this is hot, right? <laughs> so <laughs> and, 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 and often marketing can't say that to sales, right? I know in the sales feed, which we'll touch on a bit, you yeah. joke a lot about, you know, the quality. They downloaded right. the PDF, but um, sorry, go ahead. I just thought that was a, an interesting no, no, you're right. It's like as uh, it's interesting now as, as a business and, and you start to, you know, you start to understand that and you go, wow, like this freemium model really is a feeder for enterprise opportunities, as well as, you know, being able to convert at scale smaller business opportunities, especially when you can just bake in, you know, credit card conversions to, to small accounts. So it does ultimately, and, and as I've learned in practice, um, it becomes a holistic business strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be driven by product, it can be driven by marketing, it can be driven by executives. But at the end of the day, it ends up being this integrated program where product sales and marketing truly um, can collaborate on the strategy for it and frankly must collaborate on the strategy for it for it to be successful. Yeah, no, and, and I mean, that I think is a great overall rule. But in the specific case of Vidyard, I mean, ultimately, it, and it it's almost like the, the Trojan horse, right? It's um, it's a, a seemingly benign little Chrome plugin, um, but ultimately, if you're talking about a company like Oracle, it's the you know committee per- purchase by committee, which happens in every large organization. Well, you've you've already done that legwork for the account rep because people will say, hey, yeah, I use that Vidyard thing and I love it, 
right? And then yeah. you've got buy-in across, say, 20, 30 people, which is kind of unheard of. Yeah. And even when we're going into an enterprise account top-down, um, our reps are now, you know, originally they resisted even telling prospects there was a free version, right? Because they're mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't want to give away the secret sauce. I just want to close them. Um, but now it's totally flipped on its head. And the sales reps go into target accounts suggesting like, hey, if you haven't tried this out yet, mm -hmm. here's a link to a free to the free version. Just get a few of your reps to try it out and see what happens. Right. And if they yeah. have positive feedback, you know, let's get a few more and then let's see if it works for you. So it actually becomes a part of their own prospecting efforts um, as a way for them to really engage those accounts and get them hooked. Mm -hmm. And on the back end, though, again, because as a marketing team, we've built the plumbing so that as those people are using the product, the sales rep gets that visibility, right? They're getting they're getting triggers mm -hmm. and notifications on product usage, right? Those are our, you know, our PQLs, our, our product qualified lead activities. Mm -hmm. So they're now knowing other marketing activities they're doing. They visited the website. They responded to this campaign, but they're also getting these notifications. Oh, there's more than 15 users now at this account or they've reached a total of 100 videos created yeah. um, or whatever it happens to be. So that's, uh, again, it's a really powerful model that um, I'm, I'm so happy we went in this direction. And mm -hmm. uh, again, I think I think more businesses need, at least software and SaaS companies need to think carefully about a strategy like that and how they can untap it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. One of my biggest frustrations, because, you know, as an agency, we are often on some of those buying committees that are looking at, you know, typically as an advisory role. Um, but with enterprise SaaS software, it's often a walled garden you don't get to see and you've got to talk to an account rep, you know, eight times and they want to jump on hour long demos and, you know, it becomes yeah. a grind for the buyer um, as opposed to like I said, the Trojan horses sneak on in there, show the value. You can actually see it working. If you're going to make that huge investment, it's great to see the, Hey, this is how this impacts me every single day. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So moving on a little bit into the sales side, because I do find this really interesting. So, you know, you and I are both on the dark side of marketing and then, and then you, you transcended deep into the dark side of sales. Um, <laughs> the darker, darker the dark. side of sales. It's a scary place, man. <laughs> it, it can be. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but the interesting thing is, you know, if, if I were to just catch you on social today, right. And, and maybe not know you and just run into you uh, on TikTok or LinkedIn or whatever, I might actually think that Tyler Lassard is in the sales side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, how did that progression, one, obviously, I think um, it sounds like you've always been passionate about connecting sales to marketing in a cohesive way, but how did this progression and your, your videos went from, I remember this, see, videos being, yeah, there's videos, here's I'm Tyler, you know, kind yeah. of tutorializing a bit, to comedy, to mm -hmm. then sales feed. Maybe talk a little bit about that progression because I find it really interesting uh, knowing you and just having, I mean, you pop up in my feed and I kind of saw this, like it's like the Avengers timeline, you know, yeah. the MCU. <laughs> so, so maybe tell us a little bit about that because it's a pretty, it sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, it mirrors uh, and, and perfectly parallels the progression of Vidyard because, you know, me as my personal brand on social media, um, you know, I'm obviously representing Vidyard with the majority of what I do. Facebook is my only platform I treat as personal. Everything else, you know, LinkedIn, um, you know, TikTok and Twitter are all my professional persona. 
And it, uh, again, it very much parallels who the audience is that we are trying to attract, engage, and convert as Vidyard. And so, you know, about three years ago, um, we started to see significantly more business um, coming in and, and opportunity for video and sales teams. So, you know, we still do, of course, a lot of great business with marketing groups, but, um, you know, well more than half of our new business is coming from sales teams um, rolling out our video messaging tools. Mm -hmm. So that's the primary focus for our marketing activities. So I now, I mean, Vidyard itself, as well as me personally, need to be out there talking to sales teams, talking to sales reps, right? Building mm -hmm. that community um, so that we can, you know, expose them to, you know, what it is that Vidyard does. And the great thing is because we have that freemium product now, the conversion point is so simple, right? If you follow mm -hmm. me long enough, eventually you're going to go, I'm going to let you know, hey, by the way, if you're not using Vidyard yet, just try it for free. Like, you know, no strings attached. And so yeah. there's a really easy conversion point. So we invest now a lot in, in community. Um, we invest a lot in that sort of, you know, broader uh, marketing and engagement because we can convert those reps over to Vidyard really easily. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how my own progression has gone. And again, as a as a marketer, I, you know, I'm almost like a method actor, right? I always try to immerse myself in the audience that we're trying to connect with. And yep. so as sales became more important, I went, you know what, I have to immerse myself in that sales community. I have to understand, you know, not just what their pain points are and benefits they're looking for, but like, how do they really work, right? What do they really mm -hmm. enjoy doing? What kind of content do they actually expect? Um, yep. And that led to, um, you know, both the things I do personally, but also to us launching the, the sales feed uh, media network, as we call it, as an extension to Vidyard. Because we found, um, you know, when really digging in with salespeople, number one, um, they didn't really like following vendor brands, right? There, um, I mean, I mean, nobody really does. <laughs> you know, following a vendor, you're like, okay, I'm just going to get, you know, whether or not it's true, you feel like you're just going to get promotional content from them. So they don't 100%. follow a lot of vendor brands. They follow mm -hmm. more independent brands, like in our community, it's like Sales Hacker or you know, women in sales club, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, we also found that sales, I mean, we all know that sales is a very stressful job, very stressful, a lot of things mm -hmm. out of your own control, all that. And, um, and so we found a lot of sales reps also followed um, different humor based accounts like sales memes and things like that. And that was really important to them. Um, and then they also really valued short form content, right? The sales reps, leaders aside, but sales reps, right? Like none mm -hmm. of them watch 45 minute webinars, right? If yeah. any of them were listening to this, they probably tuned out 20 minutes ago and we're making cold calls, right? Of course. Yeah. So we said, you know what, let's blend those things together. And we know that they like short form content. We know they also like humor um, and yeah. levity. And uh, we know that they want to follow independent brands. So we started up sales feed as this separate initiative where we are creating short form, both education and entertainment for salespeople across a variety of channels, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, the newsletter, um, but always the promise of it's going to be fresh, it's going to be fast, it's going to be fun, and mm -hmm. you're going to laugh and learn. And um, it's been a, a pretty wild success, and I'm really excited with where it's going. So that's sort of the origin story of it for you, for you Dan. That's how it, it came to be. It's, it's, I think it's fantastic because I hate to use the word edutainment because I feel like that's a marketing buzzword, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <clears throat> as a small business owner myself, um, I do a lot of sales, so yes, I, I appreciate how yeah. um, how stressful it can be. Um, 
And it's the fusion. I think the you know the interesting thing is from my perspective, you look out and yes, there's like Sales Dodo and Sales Hacker, and and I feel like that's maybe a little bit more on the SaaS side. But then you get these uh, you know the Grant Cardones of the world, yeah. and it's this like go 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 and right. 10x it and crush it and then go bench <laughs> 290 pounds or whatever. Um, and and what you've managed to do actually, I I it, interestingly enough, um, I think it was on TikTok. Um, Will's videos on sales feed came up before I realized that you guys were connected at all. Right. Right. I hadn't seen yep. it. Uh, this is this is a while back, I think, when it first got going. But the interesting thing and, and I'm wondering if this was intentional or if it developed that way. But in that 60 second video that's cracking a joke, typically what what I see and what I find is you're dropping a nugget for an SDR, for a BDR, for, mm -hmm. you know, account managers, for whomever. Um, is that an intentional like humor value yeah. kind of uh, formula that you've come up with? Yeah, you know what? We are explicit in creating some content that's purely educational, right? Mm -hmm. That is like 100% like you're going to come, you're going to learn something, but quickly. We're always very actionable, very fast. Yeah. Um, so some of our content is intentionally 100% educational. Mm -hmm. Some of it is what sort of that middle right almost like edutainment right it's yeah. got some levity it's you know it's going to crack a joke and then there's going to be some actual meaningful takeaway yeah. um and other content is pure entertainment so we're creating pure entertainment as well for salespeople that have absolutely no takeaways but are so relatable that they make you laugh at a time when you just needed a good laugh mm -hmm. and you know what happens is you're more likely to hit that follow or subscribe button when we make you laugh and then you end up sticking around and coming back for the learnings. And so that well, blend, right? It's like come for the laughs, stay for the learns or come for the learn, stay for the laughs has worked so, so well. And mm -hmm. frankly, I'm surprised that I haven't seen more B2B brands, you know, trying that strategy, but it's, uh, it is intentional in how we blend that content together. That's, that's fantastic because I think what you've done is you've taken that traditional funnel that marketers talk, right? They talk about the, the tofu, mofu, bofu, mm -hmm. right? Get them down the funnel and, and put that into a 2022 context with short form video. And um, the other thing I think is great, and I'm, I'm just wondering, uh, knowing the culture of Vidyard, I, I probably already know the answer, but um, sales feed really doesn't talk that much about Vidyard at all, ever, yeah. that I've yeah. seen. Um, and was there ever any pressure for anybody within Vidyard to say, hey, man, you should you should be, you know, give it a plug here. Or is it was it always this kind of independent yeah. thing that's much more subtle? Oh, there's always there's always pressure uh, <laughs> to, you know, say, well, how does this connect back to Vidyard? Like, what's the ROI story here, Tyler? It's great mm -hmm. that we're making salespeople laugh and teaching them things. But, uh, you know, how is this going to benefit Vidyard? And, um, you know, like any content and social media strategy, uh, we're playing the long game, right? This is something that, you know, nobody expected, hey, we're suddenly going to convert a whole bunch of Vidyard customers in, you know, 90 days. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, we're trusting in the process that if we can build this community, not just of followers, which we can do as Vidyard and any other brand, <clears throat> but mm -hmm. as actively, like, highly engaged, highly engaged members of our community that are, you know, constantly engaging with our content, sharing it, consuming it, recommending our newsletter to others, um, mm -hmm. that we will build up this significant following that most importantly has a significant amount of trust in our brand, a high expectation of what they're going to get, um, and, uh, and a high degree of transparency in, in what we're doing. And, 
and in that, you know, you you inevitably create this sort of gravitational pull of, of audiences. Uh, people are very willing to recommend the brand to others. And yes, we will absolutely. Well, first of all, we will inject content related to using video in sales consistently mm -hmm. throughout what we do, right? Yeah. Without without it specifically being about Vidyard. But part of this is now, hey, all these people are coming in to learn and laugh about these other topics that they care about as salespeople. We're now going to expose them to this concept of selling with video. Half mm -hmm. of them probably didn't even know it was a thing when they you know, came across our sales feed content. So they'll now see an episode of our Sales Stuff Explained series on selling with video. And they'll learn what that all means. It's not a commercial for Vidyard by any means. We're genuinely educating them because we think it's an important um, skill to learn. Mm -hmm. But in that process, they're now going to go, oh, this is interesting. I should totally be using video in my sales process. And guess what happens when they Google video for sales? Well, yeah, Vidyard comes up as the top result all the time because we're doing our other SEO things well. Sure. Um, you know, our newsletter has like very clearly at the bottom. It's like sales feeds brought to you by Vidyard. If you're not trying us out yet, give it a give it a go. Here's our here's our free app. So mm -hmm. there are those little touch points and, and we're going to continue to track that. But um, there is a there is a general belief and understanding within the organization that that's what this is all about. And if we can really build that engaged community, um, keep the mind share um, that that has a huge amount of value in the long term strategy of Vidyard. Yeah, for sure. And I think the, you know, the interesting thing is um, everybody talks about this is, uh, you know, you've got to become a media company. You, yep. you, you have to become a content creator in order to be impactful in, in this day and age. And you've managed to, to do that uh, very effectively and very subtly. I think the subtle part of it, you know, it's not splashed like sales feed by Vidyard, mm -hmm. right? It's very subtle to the point, the point to which you would, you would say, hey, it's, it's a, a bunch of content creators, right? If you weren't reading the footer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, just on that and the video for sales, I mean, in, in my world, um, I've been using the Vidyard uh, sales video tools uh, for since it was released because I was like, oh, that, that's cool. I like that. And I'm an early adopter, so I don't really count in a lot of ways. <laughs> Every single time. Um, so what I do, because my handwriting is terrible, I don't use the whiteboard. I'll print up like a, hey, whatever, um, and do the animated GIF. 100% of the time, and I think I've got, well, in my, I have a couple of accounts, but um, several hundred, several hundred of these. Every single time I get a comment about how cool, mm. how did you do that, right? right. Um, and so, you know, being inside of the forest, you might say, hey, this thing's obvious. But I think out there in the world for, yeah. for most people, they're like blown away how this thing works. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a true differentiator uh, on a sales and a marketing side and customer uh, like asynchronous videos, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Lots of different uses for this very simple tool. Um, for people and and maybe you could like like i said if i looked at you now i would say tyler's a comedian like you, you've got you know you've got your stash going on you got sets you got green screens you guys are doing star wars stuff on beaches um but for you know like a, probably a large segment of sales uh, people uh the comfort level in front of a camera might not quite be there so what kind of advice do you have um for someone that may be interested in this or find it fascinating and going, how do I do it to get mm -hmm. started and get more comfortable in front of that camera? What are some, yeah. some tips they can take away? Yeah, no, that's a, it's, it's a brilliant question. Um, 
you know, for those again, watching or listening the, you know, the process for something like Vidyard to use it is you know, hit the little Vidyard button. It says, do you want to record your screen, your camera or both hit the record button, deliver your information. As soon as you're done, a thumbnail image and a link are immediately ready to be copy and pasted into an email and you can send it off via email or, or other channel if you want. Mm. Um, to your point, a lot of people who aren't, even if they're doing live Zoom calls, uh, recording a short video is a lot different. Mm. So there, there's a couple things that are really, really important. First of all is um, a slogan I use is, it's about connection, not perfection. And that's so important because so many people, sales reps, anybody else, you know, mm -hmm. they'll make these videos and they'll be like, they'll, they'll do 10 recordings to try to get it perfect. And it just sucks the fun out of doing it. Uh, it's inefficient and, and you don't get very far. So uh, a medium like video is just about a way to connect with people more genuinely. Um, mm -hmm. It might be a way to show them something um, a little more clearly than you couldn't in a written message. And so you really just want to lean into those things. Um, so number one, be yourself. Just try to connect with people speak like you would normally speak, get rid of the business jargon um, and, uh, and, and just show some authenticity and, and transparency in who you are. Um, I'd say the second thing is the, the power of visuals. And we actually find people send more videos that are a screen share along with their camera turned on as opposed mm -hmm. to just the big webcam. And that's actually helps for people who don't feel super comfortable in front of the camera. Because when it's just your webcam view, right? Like you're the star of the show. Yeah. Uh, but when you do a screen share and then your camera's on, maybe it's just a little bubble in the corner or maybe it's half screen, but now all of a sudden you're not as much the star of the show and it can actually take a little bit of that pressure off. And if you have something visual up on the screen, it gives you something to refer to as you deliver your message. So that's a little, mm -hmm. ta uh, you know, hack or, or a tip that can help people kind of dip their toe in. Yeah. Um, and if I was using it for sales, like if I was using it for a prospecting email, for example, I might just bring up my prospect's website or their LinkedIn profile up on my screen with my camera in the corner. And I just start by saying, hey, Dan, you know, I was on your website and I noticed A, B and C. I'm just really interested to know, is this a problem for you? Because other companies like yours seem to have it. Let me know what you think. Right. So just something natural like that. That, um, mm -hmm. that feels OK, um, so those are some 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 tips for getting that comfort level up. Um, but yeah, it's about connection, not perfection. Yeah, no, I think that's that's like fundamentally the key advice. And it's funny because we we do a lot of work in financial services um, at the corporate level. Um, and they right now, you know, things like LinkedIn social selling and video are becoming very top of mind. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the funniest things, and I remember this is probably a few years back, but there was a Vidyard series about reading the worst in mail mails. <laughs> that, yes. that, it was almost like the Jimmy Kimmel mean tweets. And that's right. Yeah. Sales up, fails. Yeah. Sales uh, fails. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, I always find it fascinating how people say, okay, I'm on LinkedIn and what do I do? And yet this person would be great. You go to a networking event in person, you go to a conference, they're engaging, they're super charismatic. You put them in front of LinkedIn and they freeze. Mm. <laughs> um, and, and I think video is the same thing. And that's why I think your advice is the best advice, which is just be yourself. It's just the medium yeah. is just a little bit different, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So in terms of um, like one of the things too, um, you know, did you have to, did like, 
taking yourself out of your own comfort zone. Like I said, when you when when you first started, it it, it seems like um, you know your videos were a little bit more informational driven, kind of you know talking about the product and the feature, and then you get into this comedy. Yeah. Um, one of the taglines that's it's actually on the screen now is on your LinkedIn profile, pushing sellers and marketers out of their comfort zone. Did you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone initially when you got into this, like I said, like you, where you are now? Um, or was it a more natural progression for you? Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. I had to uh, I had to push myself out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I had you know, I'd never done any really video content uh, before I started at Vidyard or even for my first five years here. And uh, I was not active on social media. I mean, I'm old, Dan, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I, had, I still can't even figure out Instagram, but um, <laughs> nobody can I, actually, uh, they change it too much. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So that was yeah. fine. Um, but, but yeah, I, I certainly, I certainly have. And it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been years now. It's been, you know, four, probably four or five years that I've been, you know, doing this. And so, you know, how I show up on camera today, my confidence level for doing like ridiculous, absurd comedy and putting it out there, you know, mm -hmm. that that didn't start from day one. And that really has only come from the repetition, the practice, building the muscles and um, and getting comfortable and confident. So I don't you know, I don't have any great tips for anybody out there to go. Here's how you go from zero to hero overnight. Mm -hmm. um, but the best thing I can I can tell you is start now just like you know if if you want to go down this path and you feel like hey it's either i want to you know i need to build more of my personal brand online i need to get better mm -hmm. at video i think these things are going to be important um just just do it right like just start to get that in that rhythm of it um, yeah and that's the biggest thing for me yeah and you know what it's it's funny so i i have this uh and i'm old as well but i have this fascination with YouTube and new media and, and creators yeah. on on YouTube and and now as well on TikTok it's kind of a thing but the fascinating thing is I research people like Mr Beast and I mean the yep. guy's 24 years old he's got 120 million subscribers across these yep. like he's built an empire um and the resounding number one piece of advice that every single one of these successful creators does is like just start <laughs> right yep. and it it seems yep. cheesy um, but I think it's true. And I think, you know, one thing that I've seen with salespeople, cause, um, you know, with our sales team, uh, probably more traditional, right. As, as, uh, as, as kind of historically on the, on, on that side of things, but pulling them in and saying, okay, so for a week, you're going to send me a dozen videos, mm -hmm. right? So let's just, let's just do this internally. And then, Hey, why don't you send the product team an update on your sales pipeline using, um, the Vidyard Chrome extension, right? And you can email it to everybody. And, yep. and then it's just, it's like, okay, now I'm doing it. Right. That's right. I'm, I'm into the swing of things. Um, is, is I think, yeah. And yep. being yourself, like you say, is using it internally, using it for things like answering a question, right? Like in, yeah, internally or externally. If somebody mm -hmm. asks a question and you need to answer it, um, instead of typing it out, hit the record button. Just go, oh, hey, Dan, you know, that was a great question. Um, so, you know, here's what I think, blah, da, 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 da. You know, let me know what you think, right? And just send mm -hmm. that off. And those, again, can be easy ways, like you said, to get that repetition going, get that confidence on camera before you start doing things like, hey, I'm going to put on a cowboy hat and do some ridiculous thing to get some <laughs> right? which is not a good place to start. But eventually you might get there and feel somewhat confident doing it. Yep. 
Yeah, and, and like one of the things that I did because, you know, in a in a typical sales situation, whether it's discovery or like cold calling or discovery or very early on in the relationship, um, I had said so. I printed out my signs because uh, you know my handwriting on a whiteboard was just brutal. Some yeah. people have this beautiful script that they can do, not me. Um, it's just not there. But what I started doing was printing it up and then I would go like this, make the yeah. animated GIF so they saw their name. As soon as that video started, I would crumple the paper up and go, I'm so embarrassed for myself and for you right now. <laughs> and then just throw it away. And and it, it was the only thing I could come up with. Yeah, It was honest. But what it what it has done in terms of like kind of finding my own lane with how I communicate with that video with, with potential prospects is it humanizes everything. Like they see oh, yeah. the gesture, they see the nuance, right? And an yeah. email simply can't do that. Yeah. Well, it makes it like it, it genuinely puts a little bit of a smile on their face. And as soon as that happens, right? Like if you do that and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I give myself a bit of a chuckle because, and I see you smiling and laughing, right? There's this mirroring effect that happens. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that person does that, as soon as they smile a little bit, they're immediately more receptive to your information and more likely to lean into it. So there's all these little subtle psychology things that happen as part mm -hmm. of that. So I love I love what you do um, in that. And um, I just want to uh, <clears throat> I want to I want to close with a um, really important couple of words, Dan. These, these are when I use video, whether it's for messaging, you know, in a sales context or otherwise, or when I'm making content as a creator out there on sales feed or even on my own channel. Mm -hmm. um, I think about two, it always comes back to two things, two words. Get ready to write this down, folks. Number one is resonance. Resonance, resonance, resonance. That's the biggest word every time I'm, I'm creating something is will, do I feel this will resonate with my audience? And that's what Mr. Mm -hmm. Beast and all the great YouTubers do better than anyone, right? They know that what they create is going to resonate at a very high level with their specific audience. It's a word we should use more often in marketing and sales mm -hmm. resonance. So mm -hmm. that's one. Um, number two is memorability. So will this resonate with my audience in a, in a true way? And is it something they'll likely remember, right? You crumpling up that piece of paper, I'm telling you, those people remember you. Like mm -hmm. a year from now, you'll we'll be walking down the street and somebody will be like, are you that guy that crumpled the paper in the video, right? Like it's, it's legit. And so, you know, as marketers and sellers, like what's more powerful than resonating and being memorable. Um, mm -hmm. So keep that in mind, you know, no matter what you're making as a marketer or salesperson, but especially as you're doing things like video, um, those to me are the great outcomes and those will drive the results you look for. That's, that is again, the, the second time that that is the best advice I can imagine um, receiving and, and giving. Those are great pieces of advice, Tyler. Um, be yourself, resonate, create, be, be, be memorable, even if it's in a simple way, just be yourself, right? Um, so with that, uh, we are at time. Um, once again, Tyler, I want to thank you. I know it's early in the morning in Chicago. You're at a conference. You uh, tethered your iPhone. You, you, you went the extra mile for us, and, and I really appreciate it. Um, hopefully someday in some way we can, we can pay you back for your time and your effort. Um, but everybody, uh, thanks for joining us for episode 230 of Live at the Hive Digital Marketing from the Trenches. I'm your host, Dan Adelko. We will see you next week, the same B time, same B channel. Peace.